here today? And the question is, are you willing to receive? Are you willing to receive? We are saying God should open the floodgates. Let it rain. Are you willing to receive the rain that, that God is prepared to give? I pray that when the floodgates are open, the rain will not be wasted on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. I accept our thanks in Jesus' name. As you go into our go with us, speak unto us, teach us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seat. Let's have our seats. We are welcome to his presence. The Lord we have come to meet will meet with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anybody remember what Psalm 136 verse 26 says? Psalm 136 verse 26. Anybody wants to tell us what it says without opening your Bible? <laughs> Psalm 136, verse 26. Oh, they already they are already showing it on the screen. <laughs> oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endure it forever. And from that passage, we'll be looking at the topic for some time now. And does, can anyone remind us what the topic is? The God of heaven. The God of heaven. And today, the topic we are going to be looking at is the fact that the God of heaven opens the heavens. The God of heaven does what? He opens the heavens. It's very important. The God of heaven opens the heavens. Many are times when we talk of open heavens, what comes to our mind is usually maybe like the song we sang. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it what? Let it rain. Let blessings come down. That's the first thing that comes to our mind. But one thing we need to realize is that when the heavens are opened, it's not only do things come down, things also do what? Go up. Individuals go up. Spirits go up. Of course, we know that there's no limitation as to what our God can do. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11. It says, and it came to pass as they still went on. They, they are talking about two people, Elijah and Elisha. And they talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. See, Two people were discussing. Two people were having a discussion and they were going. And when the chariots of fire came, what was the first thing it did? It parted them. There was a separation. A separation between the person that will be taken to the heavens and the person that will what? The person that will be what? That will be left behind. Somebody was taken to heaven on that day. Another person was what? Was left behind. Elijah was taken to heaven. Elisha was left behind because Elisha was just starting his own ministry. Whereas Elijah had just completed his ministry. In other words, there are many reasons 
of different reasons why some individuals could be left behind if the heavens were opened. Your case might be a case of Elijah and Elisha. Or it might be a different case which we are going to come to later on. The heavens were opened. Elijah was taken up. Elisha was left to continue the assignment. Jesus Christ was also taken up into heaven. He was taken up into heaven. First of all, in, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says when Jesus was baptized, what happened? The heavens were opened. And the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. And there's a word of confirmation that says, this is what my beloved son. That was the beginning of his ministry. Now, when you go to the book of Acts chapter 1, after he had died, he had resurrected, he met with the apostles, there was another open heaven for Jesus. In Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Acts chapter 1, verse 9. The Bible says, when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them, by them in white apparel. Verse 11. And they said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So we see that the heaven was open to receive Jesus at this particular point in time. When he had completed his assignment, when he had fulfilled destiny, you will fulfill destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will fulfill destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. When we go further to the book of Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. There is a call in that passage. And that call was unto a man by name John on that day. But that call is unto somebody here today. And who is that person? It's a call that opens your eyes to revelation. It's a call that opens your, your, your heart to divine intimacy. It's a call that makes you a friend of God. That makes you what? A friend of God. There's a song we sing that says, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He does what? He calls me. He will call you a friend in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in that particular passage, John said, after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be thereafter. Brethren, God is still looking for men. God is still looking for women. God is still looking for brothers and sisters that he will call up higher and give them revelations of things to come. God is looking for friends. Brothers and sisters that he can call friends. That when they look at the scriptures, the Bible will no longer be ordinary. That the Bible will no longer be a sleeping tablet. You know, for many of us, our Bible is what? Sleeping tablet. When you feel like sleeping and the sleep does not come, what do they do? They pick the Bible. Just open to any part and the devil will oblige you. Oh, yes. The devil will oblige you and you just... 
I mean, you have a sound sleep. After read maybe one or two verses, which are meaningless. That's what many of us, that's what the Bible is to many of us. When you are agile, when you, are, when you know you want to study, when you can read a verse and ask the Holy Spirit for explanation and go and bring your concordance and all that, you won't pick the Bible. When it's time, to, just like many of us will not pray when we ought to pray. We will pray when we are very tired and want to sleep. Well, we know that the moment you say, in Jesus' name, the gates of heaven are open. By the time you hear amen, it is 5 a.m. And we said, oh, I thought I was praying or I wanted to pray. Early in the morning when we are fresh, when we know that the Lord can speak to us and we can hear, we won't spend that time before the Lord. Your break time when you can, okay, I didn't do my devotion this morning before I left the house. And I have one hour break. Let me take 30 minutes to do what? To study the word. To pray. No, that time we are going to get to know the weather of Bari, the weather of Ottawa, even the weather in Lagos, Nigeria. When we finish, we start looking for who is the presidential candidate of APC. <laughs> we will do all manner of things but the ones that God likes. And then one hour is gone. And you know the funny thing? It's not because you did not plan to. I'm sure many of us can relate to this. You plan it that, ah, okay, today I didn't do my devotion before I left the house. When I, at break time, I will. And you actually take your Bible. It's not even, uh, uh, what do they call it? It's not phone Bible now. You have this small Bible you carry around. You actually take it, and then you take the, the phone as the, just an accomplice. But before you know it, you give all the time to the phone, and no time to the Bible. God will help us in Jesus' name. Come up hither was what the Lord spoke unto uh, John. And he began to reveal things unto him. God still wants to give you revelations. He still wants to tell you things to come. When the heavens are open. In like manner, brethren, every one of us that qualifies, this time around there's a qualification, will be taken into heaven if the rapture takes place today. And I always ask us, I always, I mean, challenge us with that question. Supposing as I'm preaching now, the trumpet sounds and the rapture takes place. Are we going to meet in the air or will you say, ah, pastor has disappeared? Is somebody with me this morning? If the rapture takes place now, as we are talking, this thing, they don't need it in heaven, so it will fall off. The roof doesn't need to open, I will disappear. The question is, are you the one that will become the journalist of the rapture? That will say, I saw it with my own two eyes. The pastor just disappeared. Is that what you are going to be? That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Or shall we meet in the sky and say, oh, my brother, you are welcome. Oh, my sister, you are welcome. You made it. Tell somebody you will make it. There will come a time, brethren, that the, the trumpet will sound. The heavens will open. The Bible says we shall be cut up. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to read from verse 51. 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 51. The Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. It's not possible to make it if you are not changed. You must be changed. I must be changed. He said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. 
and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on what? Incorruption. And this mortal shall put on what? Immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 55. He says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Many of us are, are familiar with an incident that happened in God's own country, so maybe this last week or so, of a young lady. Uh, I think her name is Deborah or so. She had an encounter with some uh, 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 Islamic... Uh, her fellow students, is it a college of education or something like that? She was in a school and on a WhatsApp group. They say, ah, how did you do it? She said, now Jesus, so, uh, uh, from what I read, that was what I started it. That why should she mention the name of Jesus? That was it. And they told her to apologize. Uh, I said, now Jesus help me. What do I need to apologize? My Jesus help me. That was the beginning of the problem. Before she knew what was happening, they organized. They came into the, in, the classroom. Her other colleagues tried to escape with her, but they were not successful. They killed her. She's dead now. But if she stood with her Jesus, brethren, where is she now? It's such, you know, like, I mean, when I was young, there's one song that one, one man, one of those uh, reggae people sang. He said, everybody wants to go to heaven. But nobody wants to die. Is that not so? Jesus died at the age of 33. And we are still talking about him today. Methuselah died at the age of 900 and somebody help me. 969. All that we know is that his name is Methuselah. That's all we know about him. That's all. That, that, that's always the reference we make concerning him. So, every one of us will die. But we don't know when. And not, there is absolutely no reason. Tell somebody no reason. For a child of God to be afraid of death. Because number one, you cannot die before your time. Yeah. Somebody does not believe that. I said you cannot die before your time. When it's time to go, it's time to go. Because it's time to go and do what? And rest. It's time to forget the troubles of this world. It's time to make your mortgage the problem of the bank. You do what you love. You worship the Father. You are in His presence. Brethren, no matter how wonderful the things you are told about heaven, you can never know enough of the beauty of heaven until you get there. So, that verse says, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The story is told of, 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 of a young man. This was in northern Nigeria, too. He had a group of people he was teaching. He was teaching the word of God. His converts, people that gave their lives to Christ. And they needed somebody to send to UK as a missionary. And amongst all of them in that particular location, it just so happened that he had a British passport. You know what some of us are, some of us, what we are dying for. Ah, this Canadian passport is like gold. This man had British passport. 
Yes, so he had British passport. He was there in northern Nigeria. He was preaching. He was teaching his convert the word of God. So when they told him that, okay, since you have British passport, we are going to send you to UK to go and maybe pioneer the, the, the work. He said, no problem. He said, but before I go, I will finish the study I am teaching these people. Then they heard that jihadists were on their way to attack the village where he was teaching those people. This brother stood his ground. He finished teaching them that lesson. As soon as he finished, I don't know, I mean, I, I believe it was a series. It wasn't something of just one day. But he finished taking them through the lessons he wanted to. And as soon as he finished, the enemies came and they killed him. He had his British passport. But he went to a place that is better than Britain. He went to a place that Britain could not take him to. Do you realize, brethren, one thing? That that man could have gone to Britain and a few things would happen and the man would end up saying, this God we are even talking about, he has abandoned me. And the man will end up in hell. Do you realize that? Do you realize that many of us, because we are in Canada, we have forgotten that there's a place called heaven. We have forgotten that there's a place called eternity. We are so comfortable that God means nothing to us again. God is not first. God is not second. He's not even third. God is very low on the ladder of our lives. Because we are in Canada. It's like, I mean, when I, mean, when I was in uh, Toronto, in our mother church there, I noticed one thing. People will come into Canada with zeal. I mean, very zealous for God. Before you know it, they've gone to, they've just forgotten that there is God. And I, 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 I was coordinating the workers, uh, uh, what do they call it then? Workers training then. So, but the moment I realized that was happening, anybody, once people come to church, you're a worker in Nigeria, what department do you want to go, and all that. But why am I going? What people say. Things like, we are now in Canada. All those navigates in Nigeria. We, we, we don't have time for it here. If we, God is not wicked. So, was God wicked over there? Many of us, we made promises to God. God, if you do it for me, ah, if I get to that place, I will do what? I will serve you. Then you came here and you forgot that there is God. <laughs> there is God, though. <laughs> and he's alive. And he's talking to you this morning. And brethren, I have a covenant with God. Nobody will die young in this church. If Christ comes today, what will he find in your hand? What will he meet with you? That's what makes people to be afraid of death, afraid of the grave. Look at verse 26 of that page. He said, the sting of death is what? Is sin. Is sin. You know, there's an adage that says, many of us, what we will eat has made us to be foolish. I believe that's the correct interpretation. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. 
But look at verse 57. It says, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the only essence of victory. Your victory is only through who? It's through Jesus. No Jesus, no victory. But when you know him, victory is assured. Victory is assured in all ramifications. Brethren, do you realize that the basis of all things is the word of God? Is somebody with me this morning? That's why the devil does everything to prevent you from studying your Bible. In fact, from reading it, talking of study. He will do everything to make sure you don't need your Bible. He will bring every distraction across your path. Because if you don't know what the Bible says, he's fine. He's fine. I always make the example of, of the, of the uh, uh, what do they call it? The, the broiler chicken. When I was in school, I believe it used to be, was it nine weeks or 12 weeks that they used to raise them to, to turn the slaughter them. These days, it's shorter. It may be six weeks. When the broiler chicken is being fattened, they call, and then they are the cockerels, they just fatten them up and they slaughter them. When it's being fattened, it feels like it is the best animal in the whole world. Is that also? They give them nutrients, give everything to boost their immunity to ensure that they turn out very big. And eventually, one day, one day, the chicken is gone. They start preparing others. The devil will not treat you that way in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible says, I mean, we have victory to our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he said, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Verse 58. Tell somebody, be ye steadfast. He said, be unmovable. Be what? So there are many things that will try to move you. There are many things that will try to shake you. There are many things that will try to take you out of the way. You are in church today. It's the first step in the right direction. But you must make up your mind that I will be unmovable. Tell somebody I will be unmovable. Now ask your neighbor, will you be unmovable? You must stand in the word of God. You must stand in the doctrine of God. He said, you must abound in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Elijah went to heaven. Jesus went to heaven. One day, you and I will go to heaven. I pray that when that day comes, that your Lord will be found in heaven and not in hell in Jesus' name. In John chapter 1, verses 50 to 51. John chapter 1, verses 50 to 51. John chapter 1, 50 to 51. The Bible says, Jesus answered and spoke unto Nathanael. Now, he said, because I said unto you, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? He said, thou shalt see greater things than, see, than these. Tell somebody you will see greater things. Somebody does not believe. I said you will see greater things. Maybe I should change it a little bit. You will experience greater things. Remember when we started this year? What did we say about this year? We said this is a year of, of what? Flying how? Because last year we were flying. But this year we are flying higher. It's a year of double blessings. It's a year where you exceed every limitation. This is the month of May. 
And we said is the month, what, what, what do you call it for us in this church? It's the month of supernatural favor. Because God wants to take you beyond limitation. Amen. You will exceed limitations in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at verse 51 of that John chapter 1. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter, you will see heaven open. Your heavens will open in Jesus' name. Amen. I say your heavens will open in Jesus' name. Amen. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So, brother, remember, I believe it's John chapter, I know, Genesis chapter 19. When God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, do you realize that heavens opened that day too? Heavens opened and fire and brimstone was dropped. When Joshua was fighting the enemies of Gibeon, that day, where he said, Son, do what? Stand out still. And moon, stand where you are. That day too, heavens opened. Missiles were thrown from heaven. Those are also heavens opening. But Jesus told Nathaniel, he said, uh, you will see heavens open. And angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. In other words, the ladder upon which the angels will ascend and descend is who? Is Jesus Christ. Remember the revelation of, of, of uh, the dream that Jacob had in Genesis 28, verse 11 to 16. He saw a ladder going from the, from the ground to heaven and he saw angels going up and down. Why are they going up and down? They are taking your request to God and they are doing what? They are bringing the answers. I want to tell someone today, your prayers will be answered. I say your prayers will be answered. Amen. Angels are ascending and descending upon Jesus Christ. And the heavens are open. So the heavens are open because it's time for what? Answered prayers. As you are praying, angels are taking it up. As you are praying, angels are bringing the answer. Do you remember the story of that brother that said I grab it? Remember that story? Pastor was preaching like I'm preaching now. And pastor was making some pronouncements. And that day the church was just cold. Pastor would pray. In fact, the, the pastor was getting discouraged until that brother showed up. And God being God, decided to open nobody's eyes that day except that brother. That brother was not a regular church member. He was a brother that comes to church on, on a yellow moon. So, but God opened his eyes. When pastor releases a blessing, the man saw that there were two men standing with pastor. No other person, even, I don't even know if pastor himself knew. Of course, I know there are angels here with me. When pastor makes a pronouncement, he said one angel will bring something out of a bag and throw it to the congregation. But nobody was grabbing it. So the other angel will do what? Will go and pick it up and put it in his bag. He saw, no, he saw it first time. He said a second time. The next time, pastor said, the Lord will bless you. What did the brother say? And truly, truly, he began to grab it. But you see, it will never be too late for you. Amen. Because if everybody knew what was happening during the service, what would happen? They would all be grabbing it. But they were all looking at him. First of all, were amused. That, uh, brother Nathaniel is excited today. All this grab it, grab it, grab it. In fact, maybe the ushers will say, bro, can you? But he kept grabbing it. 
until after service. Pastor asked him, bro, what happened now? This is the most excited you have been since you've been coming to church. He now told pastor the story. He told pastor what he saw. No wonder. In that Genesis chapter 28, verse 11 to 16, when Jacob woke up, ah, in verse 16, he said, surely, the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Brethren, is the Lord in this place? Do you know it or not? Do you know that God is in this place? Are you going to grab your blessings? Will you let your blessings elude you? I want to pray for someone this afternoon. God will bless you. God will lift you up. God will establish you. You will not fall. You will not fail. In this land, you will excel. When you pray, God will answer. Some people have started making fun of you. They will come and rejoice with you. Some people have started laughing at you. They will come and laugh with you. When God has made a way for you, they will come and say, how did you do it? Your testimony will be glorious. I say your testimony will be glorious. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Do you know, brethren, that heaven has a window? Heaven has a window. And when God opens the window of heaven, what does he do? He releases blessings. He releases blessings to those that are qualified. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 to 12. I'm going to read it. He may choose to just open the windows for a blessing. Malachi 3. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. There there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out what? A blessing. That there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the Lord says. There is a window in heaven. That window, they don't open it to see, ah, is it hot outside or cold outside? No. They don't open it to look at weather. That window is open that blessings might be poured down. And God has given us the requirement here. I mean, the, the, the prerequisite here. Then look at that. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. He will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Amen. Your vine will not cast a fruit before the time in the field. Says the Lord of hosts. Look at verse 12. He said, all nations shall call you blessed. Amen. I want to ask you, the type of blessing you receive, that all nations call you blessed, is that small blessing? Because <laughs> I like this prayer that says, God, make me a testimony. Do you like that prayer? Pray it for yourself. Say, Father, make me a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Pray it as if you will say, Lord, make me a testimony. Make me a testimony. Let men see your good work in me and say, I want to serve your God. Let men see your good work in me and say, I want to know your God. Make me a testimony, Lord. In Jesus' name we are prayed. He said, all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land. Says the Lord of hosts. Now, you see, one thing I love about the word of God, it is, the Lord, you know, what's the meaning of the Lord of hosts? The Lord of hosts is a warrior. The Lord, so, God is releasing blessings here. Yeah? And you know, the name of God determines what God will do. 
When you say Jehovah Jireh, you are talking of God that does what? That gives, that provides. When you say Jehovah Rapha, you are talking about God that heals. But here, we are talking about pay your tithe. We are talking about devourer being uh, uh, destroyed. Then he said he will rebuke devourer. He said he will, he will open the windows of heaven. He will release blessings unto you. And the name that is used there is what? The Lord of hosts. It means he will fight that battle for you. Amen. It means when God has made up his mind to bless you, whatever wants to stop the blessing, what will God do? <laughs> God will say, eh, you want to try me? You want to try me? Psalm 27, Psalm 24, verse 7. What does it say? Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates. And be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Exodus chapter 15 verse 3 says, The Lord is what? A man of war. The Lord is his name. He needs nothing from you rather than your simple obedience. Simple compliance. The windows of heaven signifies material abundance. That's why in 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, when Elisha said, Ah, by this time tomorrow, by this time what? Tomorrow. By this time what? Tomorrow. God is speaking to somebody's life. Yes. By this time tomorrow, yes. you will have a testimony. Yes. By this time tomorrow, you will receive that letter. Amen. By this time tomorrow, your life will have been transformed. Amen. By this time tomorrow, that delay is over. Amen. You may not know how it is done, but God will do it. Amen. I say God will do it. Amen. I say God will do it. Amen. And you will testify in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at what happened in that passage. The man of God said, tomorrow... A measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel. Two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then one educated man. He was so educated and full of himself. I said, uh, even if the Lord will op open the window of heaven, make windows in heaven, is this possible? Tell somebody, don't doubt God. Though. If he needs to make window, he will make window. If he needs to make door, he will make door. If he needs to give you a house, he will give you a house. I'm going to round up soon. But I know God is talking to someone here today. I just remember the testimony that the Jew shared. He said they came for a program in the church. I think it was a Holy Ghost service. And he was just telling them that you are, you are, you are renting now. But by this time tomorrow or something like that, say God said he will make you a landlord. I said when he prayed that prayer, only one person said amen. Because they didn't believe it. And you know what? The person that said amen was like the poorest man in the congregation. Because he was what? A messenger. So all his life savings, all his salaries, cannot even buy a plot of land, talk less of laying foundation. Meanwhile, God is saying, I will give you what? I will make you a landlord. But he said amen. Say amen. amen. What you cannot achieve with your own ability God will supernaturally give it to you. Amen. God will supernaturally do it for you. Amen. That road that has been closed before you, God is opening it today. Amen. The name of God for that situation is Ephata. Be opened. 
And God is opening that up for you in the name of Jesus. You know one thing the Lord, one thing the Lord assured me is that within the next two weeks, somebody will have a glorious testimony. And we shall rejoice with you in Jesus' name. God bless you, have your seat. And so when the when the that messenger, he got to the office on um, Monday morning or whatever, and he went and greeted his ogre and said, Good morning, sir, or something like that. And they said, God bless you. And the man was like, the, the ogre said, Come, messenger. He didn't even call his name. He said, Messenger, come. Say, have I given you Christmas gifts? He said, No, sir. I said, ah, You know, Lagos State Government gave me a house. I bid for it long ago, but I don't need it. Um, and then he called his driver. Bring that, and he, the key to that house, that messenger that said, Amen. He got the key to a house. The man was still working on cloud seven. He told his driver, Take him to that place. He never took him there. This, the, guy, the man said when he put the key in and the door opened, the man was surprised. Uh -uh. You mean this is real? This is my house? And then, of course, he came back. And you know the way we, we, we respect elders. So he prostrated and said, ah, Baba, thank you, sir. And the man said, is there any furniture in your house? <laughs> Look at this man. <laughs> you, are talking of, you are talking of furniture, furniture of course. <laughs> he said, every year, I changed the furniture in my house. The one I changed it out, it's so so. Drive, uh, that driver, daddy was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he called driver again. Follow him. The furniture is so and so place. Take it to his house. It's no longer my the house I gave. It's now what? God will beautify your life. Amen. I say, God will beautify your house. Amen. Your life will be beautified in the name of Jesus. Amen. I have an assurance of God. That before the end of this year, somebody here will sing a wonderful new song. Yes. I didn't just say a new song. I said what? Wonderful. A wonderful new song. You will not be left behind in Jesus' name. Yes. That man's life was transformed that day. Brethren, there's nothing God cannot do. When he has made up his mind, the Bible says, who has said? And it has come to pass. Except the Lord of hosts. When he has made up his mind, nobody can turn, him, can turn him back. A closed heaven is the opposite of an open heaven. It brings losses and lack of productivity because of sin and disobedience. Brethren, we cannot overemphasize the need for you to run away from sin. Tell me you run away from sin. Brethren, sin is very alluring. Is that not so? It's very, it's very alluring. It's very attracting. It's very, what's the word? It's, it's, no, not rejoicing. It's very pleasurable. Is it to steal? To spend money you did not work for? It's very pleasurable. Is that not so? Is it to fornicate? It's very pleasurable. Is that not so? Is it to commit adultery? It's pleasurable. Is that not so? But it is sin that will hinder God from doing what he wants to do in your life. What is $1,000 when God wants to give you 100000 what is 100,000 when God wants to give you a million? Is anything impossible for God? God spoke to us in this church how many years ago? Is it three years? When the Lord said, this church is the church of what? Millionaires. And I told the members then, you have a choice. God can make you one of those millionaires or he can bring others that will inherit that promise. Because what God has spoken shall come to pass. The question is, you are here today. Are you one of those that the Lord has spoken about? 
Don't chase money. Money will chase you. I say money will chase you. It's, it's the word of God. Run away from sin. Run away from it destroys. Because when the heavens are open upon you, your season of joy has come. Yeah. And you will not miss your reward in Jesus' name. Yeah. You will not miss that joy in Jesus' name. Yeah. I want us to bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. Why don't you go before the Lord? Just tell him, say, Lord, I open my heavens. You have spoken to me today. Is there anything that can hinder you? Is there anything that can prevent God from doing what he wants to do in your life? <laughs> Why don't you talk to him and say, Lord, uh, this, whatever stands for sin, I give it up. The past is the past, but I'm making a new beginning today. Why don't you go before him? Tell him. It's you and him. This is what I'm trying to do with pastor. It's you and your God. You are turning a new leaf, and he's ready to start afresh with you. Maybe you are here, you're not giving your life to Jesus. Or you are watching online, you're not born again. This is the time to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Just open your and say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Come in. Take control. Guide me. Lead me. Use me for your glory. Make today a turning point for, for the better in my life. Tell him, talk to him. He's your father. Nobody, no human being was created for destruction. Definitely no one who is listening to this message. He has created you for glory. He has declared that this year, there are wonderful things he has proposed for you. Talk to him. Talk to him. And let his name be glorified in your life. Father, we just thank you. We love you, Lord. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Behold the heart cry of your children. Answer speedily in the name of Jesus. Answer by fire in the name of Jesus. Let none live here the way they came. The blessings you have released shall be permanent. Every invitation of sin to take away what you have given today, I come against in the name of Jesus. Every contrary spirit, I bind you and I cast you into the in the name of Jesus. Whosoever is the agent of the devil that wants to lead this one astray, beginning from today, I put a separation between you and these children of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For we have prayed in Jesus' name.